0: Are we really going to
1: record an episode right now? Wait, what episode are we on? A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu salam ala Rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum Welcome back guys to episode, I believe, 27 of our podcast, Deen Thoughts uh, We've come a long way, 27 episodes, alhamdulillah I think it's 28 28? I think so Hold on I think it's, 20, 20, it's, 27, it's 27.
0: Oh, 27. Yeah, 27.
1: Okay. Alhamdulillah, 27 episodes. Uh, And you guys are still listening. Great to know that. Alhamdulillah. And uh, today we are doing kind of like a little sequel of our first ever episode, episode one, which was on patience, sabr. Um, and I'm pretty sure I said this in the first episode and I'll say it again. Sabr is something that it's easy to talk about. And easy to like mention, you know, like all the reward and, and all like the ayat in the Quran and stuff like that. But it's very hard to practice and to have uh, in daily life and, and in tests and, and and stuff like that. So, inshallah, we have a couple ayat Quran uh some couple of words of advice for you guys, for inshallah, for these times of stress that we may go through during our life, because... Don't believe anyone will tell you that they haven't gone through stress in their life because that's impossible Everyone goes through some sort of stress uh, And it's important to know That every person's stress is different every person's test and uh, what they go through is different So for you, you may look at someone and be like man. I wish I had it like them It's so easy for them, but you don't know what they're actually going through. You don't know their mindset You don't know how it affects them, right? Because each person is different Uh, and that's always important to remember. So first off, uh i would like to mention uh ayyah uh an a in Surah Safat uh Ayy 102, Aulubilahimina Shaytan Rajim Falem Mah Bala Mahu Saya Klaya Bunya in Ni Ara Filmana Mi and Ni Ad Bahuka Fur Madatara Kale ya abati ya abati falma to mer Satejiduni in Sha Allah, whom in a The translation is thereafter. When he, the boy, reached an age in which he could work with him, he, Ibrahim, said, Oh, my little son, I have seen in a dream that I am slaughtering you, so consider what is your opinion. He said, Oh, my dear father, do what you have been ordered to do. You will find me, inshallah, if Allah wills, one of those who endure patiently. So, the reason I wanted to bring this specific ayah up, uh, subhanAllah, I was just reading and I came across it, and I thought, well, this would be good for this episode. Because, uh here uh Sayyidina Ibrahim is telling his son, Um, I saw in my dream that I'm going to kill you and that means that I'm slaughtering you, so that, that means I have to slaughter you because we know that uh the prophets when they have a dream it, it always means something, right? So uh his son, instead of arguing with his dad and be like, No, like I don't want like I don't want you to kill me like that's a big deal. Imagine his father slaughtering his son. He said, Okay, he said, Oh my dear father Do what you have been ordered to do and you will find me, inshallah, from those who endure patiently. So, what does this show? First of all, it shows that no matter the trial that they had gone through, he would still have that quality of sabr, of patience. And he would say, it's fine. I am content with what Allah has uh, put forward for me. And I will have the sabr, inshallah. So, what does this mean for us? No matter what we go through, we should always be content with what Allah has put forward for us, right? Because there are times where maybe something will come across uh in our lives and we'll be like and we'll be angry, but instead we should be happy, always keep a smile on our face and say alhamdulillah. You know, this is like this and not worse. Because right? we, from, uh, we will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's not worth it. And I'm content with what Allah has given me because I know He could have given me worse, or I know He knows what's best for me. So I'm content because He's my Creator and I know He loves me. Um, do you want to make a couple comments?
0: Yeah, there's a couple things I want to mention. First thing, this reminds me of a hadith that says um, that you should know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during times of ease so He can know you during times of hardship. Right. And it reminds me of this because. Sayyidina Ibrahim and his son, of course, because they're a prophet and they're from a noble, you know, Allah's chosen them amongst the people. They, of course, had this connection to Allah during a time of ease, during a time where there was no hardship, that they were able to so nonchalantly turn to it during a time of hardship. Right. So clearly you see he's like, oh, my father, do whatever it is that you want. I trust that Allah has a plan for everything. How can you say that during a time of great difficulty, when your emotions are heightened, when things are going not your way, if you don't say that during a time where you're chilling and nothing is wrong? Mm -hmm. So you have to build this connection towards Allah and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you're in a state of ease right now in the summer before you start out with a semester that everything gets stressful, so that when things get bad, you're able to fall back onto something that you already have. You can't you can't, during a time of distress, turn to Allah right. if you don't turn to the up before. You exactly. build that
1: relationship relationship up, you build that uh, so that you're able to do it when there is that easy, exactly. uh, I mean, hardship, right?
0: And then you mentioned one thing where it's like um, basically not to compare yourself. Like mm-hmm. everyone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tests them with something. This brings to mind two things. First thing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, La allahu nafsan illa Allah doesn't Burden a soul beyond that which can bear. And I know this is like an ayat that everyone sees on like t-shirts and like mm-hmm. phone cases. You always, hear it, right? you always hear it. But we don't sit and contemplate upon it.
1: Take it into consideration. Anjad, right. When
0: Allah is testing you with a test, that means that you are able to deal with it. But that same test, take it and put it on someone else. They That being them being tested with this might make them a kafir. Mm-hmm. Might make them just like they can't bear it. So just the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you with something should be conviction in and of itself that you know with this ayah insha'Allah that Allah knows you can do it. Yani who better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to tell you, I'm testing you and I know you can do it and it's something that you can do. Mm-hmm. And there's a hadith where the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu mm-hmm. he says, you're never supposed to look upon those who are above you, look upon those who are below you. So what does that mean? Never look upon those who are not going through that test, not going through that trialation. Because I'm pretty sure even the things that we get tested with, alhamdulillah, a lot of times they're very insignificant. They're big. They big. They take a toll on us. But they're really insignificant. So don't look about someone who's above you, who has that thing maybe that you want. Or who isn't going through that trial. But look at someone who's below you, who's looking, who's going through even a worse trial. Who's having to endure something even that's worse. Because that will help you feel more grateful for what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And the third thing that I wanted to mention is there's a hadith where the Prophet Muhammad he says... Nothing of a believer is lost, even if like they get pricked by a thorn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiates their sins. So oh, yeah. imagine the pain that you have to go through with patience. It's only an expiation and a hiring for your ranks. And it's out of the love and the mercy for Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves his servant, ابتلا, he tests him. So the fact, first of all, that you're being tested, you should know that you're able to do it. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you, I only test you with something that you're capable of going through. And the second thing is you're getting so much reward. Like it's only beneficial. And it's a way for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show your love. You can walk the you can talk the talk, but you gotta walk the walk. walk, the walk yeah. It's very easy for you to say, oh, I'm a very patient person. I trust what Allah has for me when you're in a time of ease. But it's during the time of hardship where Allah is like, okay, show me. I'm testing you, show me you can do this. Show me you're gonna stay on your iman. You're not gonna get shaitan to get you to you right. and be like, why is this happening? I'm not gonna sell anymore. So you got to walk the walk just like you talk the talk.
1: And and these things that we bring up, remember them for the future. So when you are in those times of ease, you kind of bring them back in your head and you're like, Okay, well, now I know. Like Allah is testing me. Why? Because He loves me. So inshallah, let me get through this.
0: And you mentioned a good point. They, like you said, um, you say, <laughs> Isn't there like an ayah that says like, that the Mu'mineen are those that when they're tested right, with something They say I'll find it real quick But yeah, yeah. also like Would you say it Like when you're going through something And then you remember <laughs> It helps you because you're like Just imagine all the reward I'm getting Like this life is temporary Yeah, it's hard But I don't care Because I'm going back to Allah anyways So I'm getting going reward to for it
1: Firdaus, insha yeah. Allah. Okay. Okay, um, The next ayah uh, I would like to bring up is in surah uh, sorry Surat, Surat yusuf um it is a hold on let me bring it up real quick actually let's do this one first uh, surah al-furqan a 75 um a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا هبلنا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنٍ وجعلنا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا أُولَئِكَ يُجْزَوْنَ الْغُرْفَةَ أُولَئِكَ يُجْزَوْنَ الْغُرْفَةَ بِمَا صَبَرُوا وَيُلَقَّوْنَ فِيهَا تَحِيَّةً وَسَلَامًا this translation is and those who say our Lord, give us from our spouses and our children comfort of eyes and make us heads of the God fearing. Such people will be rewarded with the high place because they observe patience and will be received therein with prayers of their eternal life and peace. So I read A.S. 74 and 75. I read the one before it because it kind of like sets up the next A. Um, meaning basically um, it shows like the tests that people have gone through. Uh, and when they observe patience, Allah shows that they will be they will be compensated with reward. And we always know, by the way, that the reward that Allah gives us is more, is not, it's not equivalent to what we've done, it's always more. Like for example, you read one letter in the Quran, instead of going, getting only one hasana or one good deed, you get, it's multiplied by 10. And that's not even now in the days of the Hijra. it's multiplied more. In the days of Ramadan, for example, and it could be up to... Seven Is it 700 or 70? It's 700. 700 times Allahu A'lam from His mercy, uh, depending on your khushur and everything like that. So it shows that with the sabr, you need to always remember I'm going to be compensated, but not equivalent to what I'm going through, actually more, right? I, I'm i going to be compensated with more than what I'm going through, so this is worth it. So let me observe this patience.
0: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, um, inna ma allahu yuf, I think it's inama or "Yumkin allah but it's something like where hisab allah ta'ala rewards those who have patience he doesn't tell us what it is hisab like the fact that you get to enter into jannah without reckoning just because you endured patience or Allah he says inna yeah. so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like he says that he's going to reward you without hisab you'll enter into jannah without reckoning and he loves you so just the fact that you get to be of a characteristic of people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is upon them... That be enough. ...is enough. Yeah. And that area There was another area that I couldn't find, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, like, that when you enter into Jannah, that the angels will say, bima sabartum," Like, enter it because of the patience that you had to endure. Because yeah. we know there's a gate... One of the gates of Jannah is patience. It's just from patience, But there's yeah. no gate for, like, for example... There's for psalm, and there's for, I think there's for sadaqah. But like, that's one of the gates. Which
1: is a big thing. It's honest. a big it thing, of course. It shows that
0: it's a big thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I next. found the ayah, by the way. You found And it, it huh? has a very nice ending. Look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, um, this one, if you want to read it. Allah so it's Surah um, Al-Baqarah, verse 155 to 156.
1: I start from No, no, al-ladhina. Actually, yeah, start from here. Next one also. That
0: alone should just be like, Like Allah subhanahu wa you know what it means when Allah bi salli That means he, he gives you His forgiveness. Right. Just for sort of
1: like those who don't understand. What it's basically saying is, Oh, yeah, we will test you with stuff from Khawf um, is uh, being scared Fear, fear and fear, hunger. Is hunger We will take away from your wealth And, and, your themarat, uh, and give glad tidings to those who patience. Abs- endure patience? So what that means is when when um those who, when, when
0: they're inflicted when with, they're a hardship, with hardship, they say إن لله وناله رجعون. Yeah. And then
1: Allah subhanahu wa Subh'ana taala Subh'ana says. there is prayers to them and, uh, mercy from Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa taala
0: is literally telling you like when you are patient and you say this. Allah sends his prayers upon you, meaning his forgiveness. Um, those are those who are truly guided. I mean, yeah. It's a characteristic of guidance, inshallah.
1: Inshallah. Okay. Okay. So then the next one, uh, Surah to Yusuf, I found it. Uh, AA 18, So this one is saying, And they came with fake blood on a shirt. He said, Rather, you inner desires have tempted you to do something. So patience is best. It is Allah whose help is sought against what you describe. So this is um from Surat Yusuf uh, and is the story of Yusuf when they threw him in the well and they came back to their father and they told him uh uh they brought like his shirt and they brought like they put like fake blood on it, and they said like a wolf ate him. Okay. Uh so his father here obviously that is a big hardship, right? Because Yusuf was also a prophet and he raised him and he, he was like one of his like you know, like his son. Right, And he had just lost them, so instead of crying out and being like, "Why, Allah, why would you give me this?" No, 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 he said, "Let me have patience because this is the best thing that will get me through it." So this is another thing, just like the Ibrahim one that I brought up, even though obviously they are prophets, right, obviously they are the best of us, but still it they, they uh the he prophets give us right they have the, and the prophets are the ones that give us the lessons that we need to learn. Those are the reasons that Allah has put the prophets. Uh, and gave us their stories so that we can learn from them so that we can uh, inshallah exhibit uh, their best of qualities, right? So he said, okay, let me observe this patience This is what we need to do as well Because obviously we don't even have tests as big as that one as losing our own son or losing Obviously we do have like if they die and that's why it's similar, right? If you go something that big through something that big inshallah have the sabr uh, and inshallah Allah will reward you And a lot of times You'll see that Allah will reward you Not only in the akhirah But also in this world And you may see that afterwards After you had that patience It was actually better You were more content But if you didn't have the patience You may have been less content And you may have And in in those days would be more rough And it would be harder to get through But with the sabr It will be easier to get through Which is a lesson we can learn Reminds
0: me of so many things And I hope I don't forget all of them First thing I want to mention is going along with Surah Yusuf. He says um, also in another place. In a, in a like later in the Surah. But right. here he says, فصبر جميل. فصبر جميل, There's levels of patience. So just like there's levels of Iman, there's levels of patience. So not everyone is getting rewarded the same. The highest level of patience جميل, is where you're not even complaining. Like here we see, like Adam was saying, he didn't say, oh, why did you guys do this? Nothing. He just said, khalas. I know Allah subhanahu wa
1: ta'ala has a plan.
0: You don't even complain Of course, we as human beings, it's hard They were prophets But that's the highest level So we all aspire to be that And later on in the ayah, in the surah, he says إِنَّمَا وَحُزْنِي لَلَّهِ Try whatever situation that you're going through Try to stop telling it to people But to tell it to Allah For many reasons First of all, people will never truly understand you They'll get annoyed from you when you keep on telling them the same thing over and over again. And everyone has their own problems. So, how much is someone truly going to be able to help you with your own problem if they have a problem of their own? Mm-hmm. The second thing is sometimes people just don't understand you. Like, I know personally, sometimes when I used to tell people something, I used to leave talking to them more aggravated than when I went. Like, they just made me actually more annoyed than with the problem. Because you're
1: trying to explain yourself. And they exactly. Don't understand they it. don't
0: understand it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not only does He understand it, He understands even if you can't say anything. So sit by yourself, exclude yourself, and know that even though you can't see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that's from the virtue of Ihsan, know that He sees you, He hears you, and He wants to listen to you. And it reminds me of a hadith, it's ta'if, but it's worth mentioning, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that sometimes He loves His servants so much that when they call out to them, He doesn't give them what they want, just because he wants to continue to hear their voice. And we know with the Prophet Musa, for example, when he came to speak to Allah Taala, he, he had a stick in his hand. Allah Taala asked him, what's in your hand? Allah, who's al Alim and Al-Khabir, knows what's in Musa's hand. He doesn't need Musa, Sayyidina Musa to tell him. But why did he ask him? scholars say because he wanted to hear his voice. He wanted to have this conversation with him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is dying, not dying, because Allah doesn't Astag need Allah. us, Allah. <laughs> But But we are dying. Our souls are dying to speak to Allah because that's the nature of how our souls have been. So turn to Allah because trust me, you're not going to feel peace until you submit yourself to Allah and you do this in Trust me, try it. And you might not leave your session of dua having that like problem gone but trust me you'll leave with a sense of peace and sincerity and closeness to Allah that is enough to get you through the trial and the tribulation
1: and what does that mean it means in dua right always make dua always ask for Allah to make it better and to make uh, you content with what he has given you with the punishment he has given you and whatnot and even if you think your dua isn't accepted you always have to believe your dua will be accepted and it could be accepted in many ways. And we had a whole podcast on that. We
0: had a whole episode. Go listen a episode, to it. whole episode,
1: right. And even the fact that al Yemen, if it doesn't get accepted uh, Allah will show you the reward that He has given you and you will cry and you will wish that He didn't accept any of your thought, just because uh, of the reward that you will get inshallah.
0: There's also a group of people on the Day of Judgment. They will be people who didn't endure hardship. They had a norm- They had mm-hmm. a good life. But they will see those who endured hardship and they had patience, how much reward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them. And the narration actually says they will wish they could come back to this world to have their skin cut up with scissors. Right. Because they want to endure patience.
1: SubhanAllah. Alright guys, next ayah, uh, Surah Al-Ankabut, ayah 2 and 3. We have a lot of ayahs as you guys can see. It's a
0: very big topic. It is a very
1: big topic, but I think it's going well, right? صلت هيء آية توتين تري من الشيطان عاذب بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أحسب الناس أن يتركوا أن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يقتنون ولقد ولقد فت فتن الذين من قبلهم فلا يعلم الله الذين صدقوا ولا يعلم الكاذبين the translation Do people think that they will be left at ease Only on their saying We believe and will not be put to any test Indeed we have tested those who were before them So Allah will surely know The ones who are truthful And he will surely know the liars
0: That one kind of We kind of already mentioned that But like the uh, same thing You gotta you gotta If you talk the talk You gotta walk, walk the, the walk Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you So he can see When you said Oh I can do it Tab show me show me that you can do it you can have patience you're not going to lose your iman because i tested you with something that's the worst ever and i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from that that if he puts you through a trial you lose your iman because trials and tribulations allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tests those that he loves to higher their ranks and to get them to jannah not to get them away from his religion
1: yeah uh, i'm pretty sure i heard one time that the rasulah alayhi would always make dua for allah not to test his deen right mm. Um so that's also something worth mentioning to always remember.
0: Before I forget, can so I, I mean mention that? Anything? Yeah, go ahead. We mentioned it from before. Adam kept on mentioning the concept like when Allah, when you get tested like Allah Subhanahu ta'ala, we don't know the reward and the reward right. for it. There's a concept in Islam it's called al-jazaa' min jins that the reward is based on the action. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says in Surah Al Rahman, "Hal right. Ihsani Illa Al So when you, uh, which means, is there a reward for excellence? Nothing but excellence. Which is when you have an excellent patient. Tying it back into what Um Yusuf said, said, "Um right.
1: You
0: have this perfect patience. Is there anything that's sufficient for this perfect patience except for a perfect reward? Jannah Allah is saying it. Hal Al Ihsan. Subhanallah.
1: Last ayat uh, and then we'll be done. Uh, was it
0: ninety seven, ninety
1: eight? Uh yeah. Okay, all the blamish songs, Sultan Hijra ninety seven and ninety eight. This one and this one? Yeah. Yeah. Nalamu uh, Sajidin. The translation We know that your heart feels distressed for what they say so proclaim the purity and glory of your lord and be among those who prostrate themselves
0: so the reason i wanted to mention this is because the the this is advice allah is telling the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and so if we heard this you guys heard this podcast about patience you're like okay i want i need to learn more about patience i want to be more patient this is the, this is this the two verses is your solution the Prophet Muhammad Allah says that we sent you as a guidance and an example for the people. There is no hardship that, the, that a person will go through except that the Prophet went through. He was an orphan. He lost his wife. He lost his children. You know there's a name for being an, uh, losing your parents. It's an orphan. And there's a name for losing your wife. It's a widow or like you become widowed. But there's no name for a person who loses a child Because it's not normal It's not meant to happen all the time But the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu went through all three He lost cousins People ridiculed him He went from being a sadiq al-ameen to al-kathib And like the sorcerer he, There was no trial that anyone could possibly go through Except that the Prophet went through something similar mm-hmm. So Allah Subh'anaHu Wa What does He tell them? Tell the Prophet He says We know that what they're saying is bothering you so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, These are your two solutions. So then, be in tasbih, proclaiming the greatness of your Lord. And and be from those who prostrate. So the concept is, the Prophet Muhammad he went through hardship that is greater than all the hardship of anyone. So take your hardship, it can be compared to the Prophet. So what was the solution that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet? These two prostrate and draw near to your lord so that means any trial any tribulation that you are going through it's the same solution can be used that the solution that allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la gave the prophet which is to remember allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la and to draw near to him and we kind of already mentioned this when we said like to say to remember the blessings that allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la has blessed upon you to look about those who are below you not those who are above you and prostration because the closest a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is in the state of prostration. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Azim, Al-Jabbar, al He is great. He's big. He's higher than anything. And He loves to see us in our lowest form. He loves to see you break down, be hopeless, You show that you need His help. Because that is the characteristic of Allah, that He's so high and we're so low. And that's why in Sajdah, your dua is accepted because you're at the lowest point, talking to Al-Ali, the highest. So endure this patience. And there's a hadith that mentions that patience is in the first moment, the first second. When you're first tested with a trial, not after you've had time to dissect it. You're like, oh now I'm patient. No. Right away. What are you gonna do when a trial hits you right away? Are you gonna cry and now I'm not saying don't cry and don't feel emotions. That's normal. You're allowed to. But don't let it get out of control. Don't start questioning what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing for you. You could as long as you're content, know that there's a reason for it. It's okay for it to be hard, for you to, to feel the pain. guess that's more ajr. But you never doubt what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, and you never let shaitan get to you and let it take you away from your religion, rather than for it to be something that brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
1: All right, and one thing I'd like to mention is from these ayat, although they're actually really nice ayats, uh and it shows every time you get into like a uh, difficulty and a test, uh, remember your prophet and what he went through. And you're not even slightly close to what he went through. He's gone through so much. And yet, look how, subhanAllah, he would always bear patience. And he would always um, be of those who were uh, had a smile on their face, right? You, you always want to have a smile on your face and, and go around uh, with the biggest smile uh, because you're content with I mean, And inshallah, we could all get to that point. Um, and I think that will be all. Just quickly,
0: because we didn't get a chance... We have been behind on episodes. I don't know if you guys are keeping up with it. But it's been super busy with everything going on in the summer. But inshallah, we're going to be consistent with more episodes. But we didn't get to do an episode about Dhul Hijjah. And we're already three days in. And I want people to get a benefit from it, inshallah. Right, inshallah. So let's share one or two quick hadith about Dhul Hijjah. Talk really quickly. The, there's a hadith. Do you want to mention it? Go
1: ahead.
0: There's a hadith where uh, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam he says that there's no day there's no days in which good deeds are more beloved to Allah, except for the 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. And the the evidence for this is the second ayah in Surah Al-Fajr, Layal ashr, the There's almost a unanimous agreement amongst the sp- scholars that it is the 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. There's sadly not much, quote-unquote, like I like to say, publicity around Dhul-Hijjah, as there is about Ramadan, because everyone knows Ramadan is like, you know, virtuous. But these 10 days of Ramadan the reward that you'll get during these 10 days for any action that you do is even more than the days of Ramadan. Yani we miss out on these 10 days because we're like, oh, what? like they're not important, but they're actually even more important. Ramadan is more important for its nights, Dhul the Hijrah is more important for its day. So push yourself. Try to keep yourself the whole day through an act of worship. And we've mentioned this before with like the power of intention. Change your intention to make everything that you're doing an act of worship. And the smallest deed that you might see it to be insignificant, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might see it to be something that's very great. And the reason why these 10 days are very, very honorable is because there's no other 10 days of the year where all five pillars of Islam can be acted out except for these 10 days. Because all other four pillars can be acted out any time of the year except for Hajj. It's only during these 10 days. And it carries the most blessed day of the year And they say there's no day that the sun rises on a day that is more blessed than the day of Arafah. And that is the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed our religion. There's the farewell sermon, which I've mentioned before in an episode, the one about the summer. It's getting too hot in here. Listen to it if you didn't listen to it. I mentioned the farewell sermon and the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we are the best nation. We don't have enough time and the episode's already getting pretty long. Please go listen to it if you didn't listen to it. I mentioned how we are the best nation, and Allah says right after the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu mentioned that, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي لكم الإسلام Today I have completed your religion, and I have bestowed upon you my blessing, and I am pleased with Islam as a religion for you. The نعمة that Allah is talking about, the blessing is Islam. And he's telling us that he loves this the religion of Islam for us. And the reason why these Sundays are also so great is because the day of Arafah is the day our deen was completed. And so we have to push ourselves and, you know, inshallah, leave these Sundays better than when we came into them. Inshallah.
1: All right, guys, that is all for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to refer to other friends who you think will benefit. Turn on uh,
0: post notification.
1: All that stuff, inshallah. Uh, I hope you guys benefited. Um uh, and just one quick little comment. Obviously, uh, the recitations of the Quran wasn't uh, perfect, so make sure you guys don't bank on that fact. Uh, inshallah. JazakAllah Khairan, Salam Alaikum.